I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, visionary. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Creating the Vision. This week, I want to talk about something that I mentioned in my first episode a couple weeks ago around the one thing that I wanted you to get out of this podcast, if anything at all. (laughs) But if there was one thing I want you to get out of it, it's that you are worth it and you are worthy of creating the vision for your life. So I want to focus on that and I want to start with that because really the process of creating the vision for your life can't begin until you realize that what it is that you are dreaming, what it is that's been placed on your heart, what it is that you desire, that you want so much for your life starts and ends with you, with you believing that you are worth it. So I'll start with a little bit about my journey. I told you my story a couple weeks ago about how I started in the third grade with three goals written down on a piece of paper that were transferred onto a post-it note. Those three goals were to graduate college, to become Miss Kentucky, and to become a United States Senator. So really honestly, what started out as a format based on my own belief system, due to the results achieved, kind of in the form of success in college and in pageantry and in corporate America, became a process that is deeply rooted in science and the power our minds have in aiding our goals coming to fruition. The interesting dynamic between our mind's power, the way visual images play into our overall approach to life, life in general, let alone goal setting, and the unique combination of writing things down coupled with images that correlate is the foundation of what I do, which is executive vision imagery. I mentioned I'm I'm a vision imagery expert. I don't think there's an industry for that. I don't think there's a job description or qualification that says, oh, you are a vision imagery expert now, other than the fact that it's just the school of life that has made me an expert in this particular area. I coach, I develop, I teach, I mentor. It's a process I use with my own family, and I have seen their success. I've seen how successful even just my my 13, my 15, and my six-year-old are in the things that they want to accomplish. They've had setbacks, they've had failures, they've had moments that have just completely fallen apart for them. But it's in this process that's rooted in systems designed to set them up for success, to teach them how to goal set, goal plan, build positive habits, that I have seen the positive impact and effect of what vision imagery can do in your life. Ever since I was a little girl, I have relied on the use of vision imagery to assist me in achieving my goals. I have made countless vision boards over my lifetime, sometimes multiple ones in one year, and now enjoy bringing this lifelong process and passion of mine to the small businesses, corporations, and individuals I am honored to interact with. I would say that sharing this message is my passion and my purpose. 
And that's what I want for all of you, is to find your passion and your purpose. You can do so through this process. In the years since implementing this process into my daily life, my assumption was that others were doing the same. And boy, was I wrong. In fact, less than 3% of Americans write down their goals. Globally, that number is less than 20%. I really find that hard to believe. And I think because I deal sometimes in situations, circumstances, organizations, groups of people who are high achievers, my automatic assumption is exactly what I initially assumed. Everyone writes their goals down. Everyone writes them down. But I have talked to some of the most perceivably successful people, and they have even said, I often fail at writing my goals down. Sometimes I aimlessly go through my days, weeks, months, years, and have to regroup eventually because I lose my own way. And so something that we can do that's so simple, that's rooted in just a daily practice of writing our goals down, even if they are the same goals, or putting them in a place, writing them down and putting them in a place where we can see them every single day has such dramatic impact and effect on our overall ability to accomplish those goals. Because when we write our goals down, we are 42% more likely to achieve them simply by writing them down. And that to me is fascinating because I will take those odds and that stat every day of the week. If it means that just by writing three goals down on a piece of paper, I am 42% more likely to achieve them. Okay, tell me more. So I have a workbook that I designed and it is probably up on Amazon by now, hopefully. I got everything over to the formatter in time. If not, it will be soon, and I will make sure you know about it so that you can purchase it. But it is a workbook where I take you through the process that I do with large corporations, individuals, small businesses, startups, groups, girls' night out, you name it. The process is the same. It doesn't change just because I'm in front of a different group of people. The process is the same. We talk about a word of the year, about investing in yourself. And I always say to them, do it. Just take the time to do it. Plan it, get it done, because in a year from now, you will be so glad that you did. But one thing that I really wanna focus on, and I said it at the onset of this episode, is why you are worth it, and why you need to know that you are worth it. This is a theme that comes up consistently when I work with groups, especially groups of women. So all my ladies out there listening, which a majority of you probably are, listen, you are worth it. Throughout my almost 20 year career in the corporate setting with the countless number of women I have mentored, coached, developed, and supported during their academic, pageant, corporate, or entrepreneurial journeys, there is always one truth present. This truth remains the focus of our work together and is one of the hardest aspects of goal achievement to overcome at times. It forces us to evaluate, assess, dig deep, and understand why we want what it is that we desire for our life. It propels us into action and asks of us the very question we assert on everything else in our life except when it comes to looking at ourselves in the mirror. Worth. More specifically, our worth. I can tell you what something means to me and the value of it. But the value that we feel we bring to the table of life dictates so many of our actions, or lack thereof. And it is the process of defining our why that we truly come to value our own worth. You see, I have chased my purpose my entire life. 
I have doubted myself. I have believed in myself. I have been afraid. I have not started. I have done all of the things. I have asked all of the questions of all of the things and found myself circling back, hovering around the one piece of knowing that has the ability to center, focus, guide, and push me forward. That I am worth it. And so are you. It was the knowing of my worth and the value I bring to the world that gave me the confidence to leave my corporate role and venture into entrepreneurship. Something that I made myself a promise to do when I was 27 years old and nursing my second child. Journaling. And at that point, even knowing that I was going to make a commitment to myself to honor this promise of forging a new path for myself, taking everything that I could learn from corporate, taking everything, every experience, every opportunity, every setback, every promotion, every failure, you name it, and leaving corporate before the age of 40 to do what I wanted to do. It was a deep understanding of my strengths, qualities, and abilities that forced me into action in creating my program, this process, the workbook, this podcast, my newsletter, my blog, my website, you name it. Pulling together decades of processes and action plans that made me a success in every aspect of my life up to this point. I didn't get here because I just decided to do a podcast and I just decided to do a program. I got here because for the past 22 years of my life, I have been building and growing and developing and creating this vision for my life. I have listened to people detail with their plans, with excitement, beaming at the thought of what could be, only to kill their own dreams and the thoughts, ideas, and hopes that went along with them by simply resigning themselves as not worthy or worth it, as if it were a sentence to accept for a crime which they were being punished. Why do we help others so easily believe in their dreams and champion their goals, but look at ourselves in the mirror and deem ourselves unworthy? Have you ever done that? Have you ever cheered so wildly for a friend, been their hype woman, 100% been there for them, but then looked at yourself and said, yeah, but that can't happen for me. That's great for her or him or them, not for me. I have been uncovering in my work with private, corporate, and group clients for the past 22 years, this very thing. And here are some of the things I know to be true when it comes to feeling like we're not worth it or worthy. We are afraid, mostly of failing, but that fear stalls us into not even starting. Fear is something that comes up so often in my conversations with individual clients and in group settings, with school children, collegians, corporations, fear, we're afraid. And we're mostly afraid of failing. So we don't even allow ourselves the opportunity to start because, hey, we can't fail if we don't start, but we also can't succeed if we don't start. And we'll never know if we don't try. The second thing, we lack a plan of action. We don't know how to effectively assess our needs to succeed. So what do you need? What do you need to succeed? What are the resources? What is it that you're gonna have to do? Are you gonna have to make sacrifices? Are you gonna have to choose? Are you going to have to decide that certain people don't belong in your life anymore? Are you gonna to have to make a decision to 
be better, to invest in yourself, to value your worth, to set boundaries, and to create the vision for your life in a way that honors the commitments that you've outlined or that you desire, that are just in your heart. We know what those are. We know. But we need to have a plan of action. We need to know where we're going or any road's going to get us there. So if we don't have a plan of action, it's going to be really hard to get going. The third thing is we need accountability. We cannot rely on the initial giddiness of our dream to sustain our focus. It doesn't. I wish it did. I really wish it did. But it's like they say, you know, I've been married to my husband for 18 years. We've been together for 20, almost 24. You know, that initial in love feeling, that those initial butterflies, the first kiss, all of the things in the very beginning, they fade, they go away. So we have to find other ways to keep that alive. The same goes for our goals and our dreams. They're so shimmery and shiny and perfect and wonderful when we can imagine what they can be, what they will be. But in the middle is a whole lot of suck sometimes. In the middle is a whole lot of stress, anxiety, frustration, rejection, failure. But there's also tiny progress, little steps forward. There's also small successes that add up to big ones. There's that moment that we have laid all the groundwork that one person says, oh, I've been watching you. I like what you're doing. And I want to have you on my podcast. I want to invite you to speak to our group. I want you to lead a workshop. We get there by continuing to focus on those goals, but it's hard when we're doing it alone. So we have to have accountability. My accountability partner happens to be my husband. I have worked with clients who have said, unfortunately, that would end a divorce for them. So here's the thing about accountability. You get to choose who your accountability partner is. But the beautiful thing about it is when you have an accountability partner, you are putting your goals out into the universe. You are allowing another person to have ownership over them as well. Someone who will provide tough love, tough love. Someone who will have your best interest in mind. Someone who will push you when it's hard, will remind you of the reasons why it is you wanted to do what you want to do. And they'll be there as a sounding board and a support system, even if it's only to listen. Because I can't tell you how many times my husband has said, I can't help you with this. I don't know what it is you're trying to accomplish or achieve, but I will listen and I will be there for you. And that's all that is needed sometimes. But we have to have that level of accountability. Accountability is so strong and so important when we are working to build our goals. Number four, we believe in an all or nothing mindset instead of consistency is key. I am guilty of this. I will be the first person to tell you I am an all or nothing personality. That is just innate. And I have to fight it a lot. Because this does perpetuate the idea that if we aren't perfect, we can't progress. We can't make progress. We can't move forward if we aren't perfect, if we didn't get it right. I can't tell you how many times I have not sent an email. I have not made a post. I have not written a blog. I have not done X, Y, Z because I have wanted to get it right or perfect. And then I've missed the opportunity because my desire to be perfect 
exceeded the window for when I needed to just get it done. So when we have this all or nothing mindset, unfortunately we pigeonhole ourselves into this idea that if I'm not perfect, then it's not perfect. And so therefore it's not right. But if we just continue doing and pushing things out there, we might make a few grammatical errors. We might miss a step. We might mess up, but we won't know until we just start doing. And so sometimes when it comes to social media, when it comes to content, when it comes to me writing every single day, when it comes to me doing the podcast and interviewing guests, I just have to do it. And I learn throughout the process. I am making progress as I go along. So we have to get out of this concept of this, this idea that we have to be all or nothing. It's about consistency because I can't be perfect every single day. I'm not perfect to begin with. I'm imperfect every single day. So the quicker that we can get out of that mindset also helps us to realize how worthy we truly are and how worth it we are to invest in ourselves. Well, this next one is that we try and do too much at once. All my women out there, all my mamas, anyone who's a caregiver, really anyone, but especially my women, (laughs) where all my girls at. We try and do so much at one time, right? We try to balance everything and be everything to everyone at all times, and we just can't. We need to slow down so that we can truly focus on what's important, necessary, and what will actually garner results towards our dreams. All the rest, sometimes we have to forget it and move on, especially when it comes to creating the vision for our life. I can't be all the things to all the people and still build the vision for my life in a way that I want. I could, but I would run myself ragged and I would get extremely burnt out. I would get overwhelmed, tired, you name it. And I think that's where a lot of us are at. We're at our wit's end. We're burning the candle at both ends and we're not succeeding where we want to truly succeed in building that vision for our life. And the last one that I've been uncovering throughout the years is that we claim we don't have time. And this is also something that I'm extremely guilty of. I used to say this all the time. Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Wrong. (laughs) We just don't prioritize what's truly important to us and we use time as our excuse. Because it's easier to say that we don't have time as opposed to, I just don't wanna do that. Or, no, that doesn't sound fun to me. Or, I don't think that that's gonna fit into my plan of where I'm headed or where I'm trying to go. So it's a no. And one thing that has helped me over the past three to four years especially is reminding myself that if it isn't a hell yes, then girlfriend is a hell no. I don't have time for it and I'm not gonna do it. I can't fit it into my calendar and I don't want to fit it into my calendar. Just because I'm asked doesn't mean I have to do it. But it's really hard especially if you're someone who says yes to everything and I am a recovering people pleaser. So I always have the first reaction to say yes. So I have learned to pause for the cause so I can give myself the applause in saying no. In truly processing what is being asked of me and allowing myself the time to think about it Can you give me 24 hours? Or let me look at my calendar. (laughs) I always know what I'm doing. I am a planner through and through. I know where I'm gonna be in a month from now. I can tell you probably the exact date, if it's a Wednesday or if it's a Sunday. And I can tell you what time that event is. 
because I put all of that to memory because I am a massive planner. So I know if I have the time or not. It's, am I gonna be assertive enough in explaining to someone or to just asserting my own desire of whether that's something I wanna do or not? And that's a big one. We'll continue to talk about time throughout this entire podcast. <laughs> like I said, I'm guilty of this. All of these, honestly. It's why the process I created works. Because whenever I'm afraid of failing, when I haven't even started, I go back to this process and remind myself that the foundation of my goals and dreams are rooted in putting one foot in front of the other and just starting. Whenever I get frustrated and look for reasons why I can't or why I'm not enough, it's simply because I lack a basic plan of knowing where to even begin. Ever feel that way? We make up our dreams to be bigger than our abilities and stronger than our desire for making them happen that we give up. A plan of action guides us back on our course and steers us back to the road ahead, providing the direction that creates a necessary steadiness when accomplishing our dreams. Closing myself off, not letting others in, not asking for help, or not allowing others to provide necessary feedback is another way I can easily get in my own head and convince myself I'm not worthy or worth it. Having an accountability partner, like I just talked about, or many, keep me in check. It's like going to the doctor for a well visit. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we're doing all of the right things. Or maybe we're not, and our lab work results prove that. So the doctor makes some tweaks to our health regimen or prescribes a new medication. Accountability works in the same way, and we all need it. During my corporate career, I was lauded and applauded for being all in. Like I mentioned, this revelation just started a few years ago when I left. My work became my identity and I sacrificed a lot for the sake of the company's goals and mission and their vision. I felt like I was part of something special until I wasn't. Because no matter how hard I tried, my all in was never going to be enough. The thing with all or nothing mindset, as I said earlier, is that it actually closes us off to so much else that could be good for us. It prevents us from understanding that too much of anything becomes detrimental. It's why we strive to achieve this work-life balance, which is a complete and total myth. We're aware of the lie. We choose, we just choose to ignore it. And we think we can be the ones to defy the odds. Newsflash, we cannot be all things to all the people at all the time. The all or nothing mindset allows perfectionism to weasel its way into our lives in an attempt at convincing us that if we aren't perfect, then we aren't enough. Oh, the web that lie weaves into our life when we choose to believe its false narrative. Consistency is the key, but it's hard to let go of this idea that in order to make progress, we need breaks, rest, time off, travel, days where we do absolutely nothing, Yet being consistent is how we're able to keep going. Burnout is the result of the all or nothing mindset. And the other aspect of asking for that time off or taking that time off is that it is never earned. We don't have to earn that. It is a necessary aspect of living life, especially in creating the vision for your life. You 100% have to take time and be unapologetic in that because I know I am better for others and I am better for myself, more importantly, when I take that time. Progress and forward movement is the result of consistency. 
When I try and do everything all at once, especially when it comes to the goals and dreams I'm working towards, I am easily thrown off track, pulled in 10 different directions and feel the overwhelm settle in like a South Florida hurricane in May. Trying to do it all is never a good look. It creates a sense of frenetic energy that is mired in frustration, exhaustion, and defeat. We have to take things as they come, outline the plan and prepare, of course, for what we're working towards, building on the momentum we create by prioritizing our goals. We don't run out of time or lack the time to get done what we need to in order to make progress. We simply choose to put other things first and therefore we run out of time. But we didn't, we just wasted it. When we stop making excuses and start making progress, our entire world opens up. Our goals keep us aligned with who we are working to become. When we step into our power, own our purpose, and unapologetically become who we were made to be, phenomenal things happen. We live our best life and make others want to do the same for themselves. So we've talked about the things that I have identified throughout my career, throughout my life of working with people, mentoring people, coaching people. If we take time and we outline the steps and we create the process and we do the things, we're building and creating the vision for our life. So I want you to treat this as your call to action, your moment of truth, your look in the mirror, staring at yourself, telling yourself you are worth it and that you've got this. The time when the rest of your life is star staring right back at you in the mirror, begging you to lean closer and claim its presence is the moment that we can look at ourselves and say, we are worthy. You have always been worthy and you have always been worth it. And this really is the first step in the process before anything can even happen with your word of the year, with your core values, with your mission, your vision, your purpose statement, with outlining your personal, your professional goals, with building positive habits, before any of that can even begin, you have to believe that you are worth it or it's gonna be really hard to get started and it's really gonna be hard to keep going. So you have always been worthy. And if no one has ever told you that, then please let me be the one to do it. You are worthy and you are worth it. When you follow the steps in the process, you're creating the vision for your future. And I'm really glad that you're here. And I'm really glad that you are doing this and listening to this podcast and listening from the guests and learning from them, understanding that there are ebbs and flows, there are ups and downs, there are highs and lows, and we have to celebrate everything in between. So thank you for joining me on this journey. This podcast was one of the things that I was afraid of and I really failed at starting because I was so convinced that if I wasn't perfect, if I didn't get it perfect, then it shouldn't be put out there for anyone to listen to. And I'm not really sure when the shift happened other than to say that I am someone who doesn't like to not get things done. I'm a doer and I got to a point where I had to stop listening and buying my own bullshit. And once I did, I realized I'm worth it. And it's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna be pretty all the times. I'm not gonna look my best all the time. I'm gonna show up 
I'm going to be here. I'm going to be present. I'm going to engage with my guests. I'm going to bring resources. I'm going to share with you everything that has helped me, things that haven't. I'm going to be open and vulnerable to my successes, to my failures, to times that I really wanted something and I didn't get it. Or just sharing and being open to the processes that I've put in place that have helped guide me and get me to where I am. So I will close with this. Thank you for being here. I always tell my visionaries, what I call them, my my visionaries, whoever I work with, I've done a workshop with you. You are a visionary now. You can create the vision for your life. So by listening to this podcast, you've become one of my visionaries and I'm going to make one out of you. I want to change the world one vision board at a time. And I always say, just simply start. You are worth it. Just start because in a year from now, you will be so glad that you did. So thank you so much for creating the vision with me and being here and being present. And one last reminder, you are worth it. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know. Until next time, keep creating the vision for your life.